You're listening to the Menopause Movement Podcast, and I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Gordon. If you haven't taken advantage of the Menopause Movement beta course yet, sign up at menopausemovement.com forward slash hormones. We offer this $500 beta course at no charge to you in exchange for feedback and testimonials. Now, we normally require a lengthy application to join the course, but because you're a podcast listener, you can skip the application, go straight to the front of the line and get started on the material. Now, if you've always wanted to understand your hormones and manage your menopause naturally, this program is definitely for you. We just simply ask for feedback and testimonials so that we can improve the course to help more women. Just go to menopausemovement.com forward slash hormones to sign up for this program so that you can start to step out of that minnow muck that has kept you stuck. Thanks for being a part of the menopause movement. I'm so excited today. We're going to welcome pharmacist Dr. Sharzar Green back to the podcast. Dr. Green received her doctor of pharmacy degree from the University of Arizona in 1990. The focus of her practice has been women's health and integrative medicine for the past 20 years. She is passionate about learning new things and teaching others. She has formulated FabuVag, the all-natural vaginal moisturizer. Today, we're talking about adrenal fatigue, and Dr. Green is a frequent guest on the podcast, and I always enjoy these conversations with her because I learn a lot, and I get a ton of insight into how to ease the symptoms of menopause for my members and for myself. We touched on the subject of adrenal fatigue in a couple of times before when we talked about hormone consultations and hormones after menopause, but I thought it would be good to have a show dedicated just to managing adrenal fatigue. During the podcast, we talk about what is adrenal fatigue, the role of stress in the diet diagnosis of adrenal fatigue and stress management, adrenal fatigue versus the medical conditions of adrenal insufficiency, Cushing syndrome, and Addison's disease, the history of the notion of adrenal fatigue and where that came from, Dr. Green's personal story of adrenal fatigue, how correcting adrenal fatigue requires a conscious lifestyle change and is a long game, supplements as the last resort, and a cautionary tale around supplementing without direction from a doctor or healthcare provider, and what happens when you correct adrenal fatigue. Stay to the end to find out the difference between menopause and adrenal fatigue and the best approach to managing both. Now, at the end of the episode, make sure you visit drmichellegordon.com forward slash podcasts, where you can find the show notes plus the links to the books and resources mentioned in the episode. And if you enjoy this episode or any of the others, make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you're always the first to know when each episode is released. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And thank you for all of the five-star reviews. If you haven't left a review yet, please take the time to review the podcast. It helps more women to find it and get the help they need during the disruption of menopause because no one should have to go it alone. And thanks again for being a part of the menopause movement. I appreciate you. Now let's get to Dr. Green and adrenal fatigue. Green, it's always a pleasure to have you on the Menopause Movement podcast. It's it's almost like I don't have to introduce you anymore because you're such a frequent guest, and I always love having you here. And today, well, it's my pleasure. Oh, I'm so excited because today we're going to talk about <laughs> adrenal fatigue. And what I find is is that the women who go through the my my Menopause Movement Beta program. understanding your hormones and managing your menopause, they're always so surprised to find out that adrenal fatigue can be something that can happen in menopause. And so I'm super excited to have you here to just talk a little bit about adrenal fatigue and what that all means. So I don't know, where do we start? Well, you know, uh, adrenal fatigue is such a common problem, yet it's not really recognized by the medical community. 
or it's not like a diagnosable disease per se, but I've seen it firsthand myself uh, in my own personal life. And I see it every day in almost everyone that I encounter. Now, it's, it has to do with how much stress you're, you've been dealing with and what kind of stress and how chronic or acute it's been. So the, the degrees vary. Some people have more pronounced adrenal fatigue. Others, you know, are, are much less. But um, the way I describe it is, uh, you know, I use a very simple example. Let's say you have a dog and the dog gets sick and you stay up three nights in a row taking care of the dog. And during the day, you still get up and do whatever you, you're supposed to do, whether it's working outside the house or taking care of chores or running a family, whatever it is. So three days and three nights, you do that. And normally you can do that. And usually the dog gets well, you catch up on your sleep, everything goes back to normal. That's wonderful. That's a perfect world. Your adrenal glands are built to deal with that kind of stress. But imagine the dog does not get well. So this continues on. The dog is sick. You still have to take care of the dog and get up in the morning and do whatever you, it is that you have to do. So this goes on for a while. Your adrenal glands continue working really hard and supporting you. Or the dog gets well and the cat gets sick. So it's a different kind of stress, right? Or the dog and the cat both get sick. So it's added stress. Or God forbid, the dog dies. So it's really acute stress. Right. In all of those conditions, we are dealing with either continued chronic stress or an acute stress that really zaps you. In real life, when you look at the, the example of dog and cat, you know, in real life, what, what does it parallel to? It could be taking care of a loved one who's sick, taking care of your elderly parents, dealing with your teenage kids, uh, being stuck in a bad relationship getting a divorce, moving across the country, losing your job, training for a marathon. All those things can be either chronic or acute stresses, chronic disease, low back pain. You would be surprised how many people I find having adrenal fatigue syndrome because they've suffered for so long from chronic diseases, you know, diabetes, going through menopause without help. Let's talk about that for one second because... Going through menopause can can be its own form of of fatigue, in the sense that because of because of the hormone changes, the hormonal changes that we're going through, we suffer from lack of sleep, and we and you know so it's almost like that whole thing with with the dog, except for there's no no dog or nothing to take care of. It's just that our bodies aren't letting us sleep, and so you're saying that that these factors can lead to adrenal fatigue. But what I'd like to do is, if we could just get a definition of, of what adrenal fatigue is for our listeners. Because one of the things you said to me just now is that adrenal fatigue isn't recognized by the medical community. And I think it's so, I mean, we know it's something that happens and it may be overdiagnosed in the, in the health and wellness space, right? But when we look at the, the history of medical research and the history of medicine. Adrenal fatigue, while it happens with both men and women, I'm wondering if this is just another place where the medical profession tends to dismiss women for being hysterical. You know, you said it so right, because the way I look at it, I've been a pharmacist for over 30 years now, so I can go back and remember when women were complaining of chronic pain 
and they were just besides themselves. They were having these all these symptoms that now is recognized by the medical community as fibromyalgia, right? But everybody said, oh, you know, it's just, you know, it's all in her head. There's no such thing. Now there's FDA approved medications that we're using for fibromyalgia. So I always kind of parallel fibromyalgia and adrenal fatigue the same way. It's just that we're a little bit behind. But adrenal fatigue syndrome, the definition of it is essentially, it's a syndrome. It's not a disease that we could say, okay, well, this is the, the you know, this is how we diagnose it. Um, there are some ways to diagnose it through saliva testing, checking your cortisol, checking your DHA sulfate, but more so it has to do with your life story, what you've gone through and how you live it. Are you having difficulty sleeping through the night? Are you gaining weight in the midsection? Do you feel extremely exhausted and tired at times that you just cannot put one foot in front of another? Do you resort wait, to wait, caffeine wait, 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 wait. and sugar? Wait, wait, wait. You're describing <laughs> menopause. I'm sorry. <laughs> So, exactly. so how do you? I mean, how, so how do you differentiate between a woman who is just adjusting to menopause and a woman who is in adrenal fatigue? Because I'm telling you that the. I mean, I've surveyed thousands and thousands of women in menopause, and in addition to the complaints that that come, you know, with hot flashes and, and mood swings and things like that, the the overarching external complaint is weight gain, and they, they just can't shift the weight. And then on top of that, the the internal struggle is like, I don't know who I am anymore, and I can't make decisions. And these these things may may be adrenal related, they may not be, they may be circumstance related. But if you're saying that that you know a woman is or, you know, well, this is a podcast for women. So we'll just say a woman and we won't say a person. A woman is gaining weight around the middle, not sleeping at night. I mean, these are all like perimenopause, menopause symptoms. So how do we get this this diagnosis? I mean, is it a diagnosis of exclusion, the adrenal well, fatigue? Well, in a way it is, but it has to do with uh, who you're working with. So if they have a good experience, they can help differentiate it to some extent. For example, when I'm talking to, to a patient, what I usually do, uh, first of all, I make a, you know, five to 10 minute intro phone call to, to anyone who makes an appointment with me for, to, to discuss hormones. And I need to know the basics about them. And, uh, when we start doing the consultation, I usually try to find out about their lives because that is really important. But essentially, yes, you're right. A lot of this is uh, kind of like indistinguishable from menopausal symptoms. So if you're in doubt, you know, you fix the menopausal issues and then see how much improvement you've seen and then you tackle the adrenal fatigue syndrome. There are times that it's very evident. I've had a few cases where the patient has come and absolutely denies having any stress. I mean, these are women who, who look beautiful, who look perfect. Their lives are perfect. They have wonderful, you know, children, husband, you know, whatever, wife. And on the first, you know, encounter, you look at them, you're like, wow. So there was one case in particular, I'm going to tell you this because this is very entertaining to me. One case where this lady was just perfect. And I looked at her adrenal profile. And I'm like, there's, there's just no way that she, there's something wrong with this lady. So I kept probing, probing. No, no, no. Denied, denied. We're done with the consult and she is leaving and her hand is on the doorknob. And she says, you know, I, I didn't mention to you, but last Christmas, our family gave us uh, the 24 and me 
you know, the, the kids 23 and me, genetic and me, sorry. Yeah. Genetic yeah. testing. So she said, my husband and I each did it. Um, and, uh, then my, my results came back. Like I'm not even related to my family. Well, she discovered that she had actually, her father was not really her father. And the mom knew the father did not know. So she found her biological father and she discovered that he had died of heart attack at like age 41 or whatever. And she had a half sister who had also had a heart attack. So this became convoluted. And then she had to face her mother for lying because she had not told the father um, the non-biological, do you see what I mean? Yeah. It was like, and then the, the, and then she said, my father, my non-biological father disowned me for something that I, but she had no, I had nothing, nothing to do, to do with, with it. It's exactly. crazy. Wow. So that's something her mother stress, did. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's major stress. I don't care that she had a perfect husband and kids and, you know, house and life, but that, really wreaked havoc, havoc in her life. And now she's in this state where she's denying that she was under stress, but that was a major stress. Wow. So, and, you know, when you're dealing with, with women, you have to, and, and as a physician, you do see a little bit beyond what's in the surface. You know, when I, when I go to the store or whatever, I don't just look at people. I, it seems like I look at into their eyes and I'm like, Oh, well, I think she's on antidepressants. Maybe she needs to back off because her eyes are, you know, a certain way that they look. So we look at it a little bit differently than an average person. Yeah. I mean, I think it's important for us to right off the bat here, talk a little bit about the different adrenal problems so that we can dis distinguish why adrenal fatigue isn't Addison's or isn't adrenal insufficiency because mm -hmm. these are these are actual truly true medical conditions. Addison's disease is when is when there's not there's not either and not enough corticosteroid production or there's an abrupt withdrawal of corticosteroids for somebody who's been on them for a while and and that is that that's actually a that's a life-threatening crisis so that's that's those people end up in the icu because they can't maintain their blood pressure and all sorts of problems like that so that's addison's disease and that's and then we have cushing's syndrome where we have too much cortisol and that's that's another another type of hormonal problem that comes from the adrenals. And then we have adrenal insufficiency, which is diagnosed through something called a cosinotropin stimulation test. And that's all done, you know, usually with an endocrinologist. And so these, these are our syndrome. And I'm a surgeon. <laughs> so I know a little bit about everything. And you know, I did my fair share of, of critical care, of course. And so I saw people who like, like I've had patients who needed their gallbladders out, for example, but they were in Addisonian crisis. And so we had to wait until we fixed that first, things like that. I don't want to confuse the medical, the real medical crises with, with, adrenal fatigue because adrenal fatigue is a is 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 more of a diagnosis of exclusion but let's talk a little bit about the history of adrenal fatigue because I, this is something i mean i took adrenal support for a long time because i thought i needed it and i mean i'm fine now but you know who knows <laughs> <laughs> well you're you're better than fine now that you're uh -huh. uh, you've modified your uh life schedule so. right uh, but yeah, uh, you know, adrenal fatigue was actually coined by Dr. James Wilson, who is a naturopath chiropractor. And in, it was in the mid eighties, I believe that he came up with the, with the term adrenal fatigue syndrome. And he's actually written a book, uh, 
he, he's a great guy. I got trained by him. So basically, do, do you, you know, know the name of the book? Yeah, it's called Adrenal Fatigue, the 21st Century uh, Syndrome, I believe. Okay. Is it a textbook? Uh, no, it's just a... Like a trade paperback kind of thing? Uh-huh. Yeah. Great. You can buy it All right. Then we'll hook that website. up. We'll definitely hook that up in the show notes. So um, anyways, he's the one. It's called um, Adrenal Fatigue, the 21st Century Stress Syndrome Okay. by Dr. James Wilson. So it's a great book, uh, great read. But essentially, you know, he discovered that in, in a lot of his patients, there was something that was not right, and it was related to stress, whether it was chronic or acute stress. And a lot of times, you know, we can, with the acute stress, we can actually go back and say, as of that, that last marathon that I trained for, or whatever it was, you know, when, when I moved, since I moved from Colorado to Arizona, you know, I'm having these issues. I'm just not, you know, energetic anymore. I'm, I'm having a hard time, you know, getting up and going. So anyways, he discovered that in a lot of his patients, they were suffering no matter what he did, no matter how much nutrition he provided to them or did whatever, uh, therapy that he needed to do, they did not really improve. So he had to go back and say, okay, what's going on? How come these patients are still gaining weight? They're still tired. They still can't sleep at night. And then he started checking their cortisol levels. So the way we, we check adrenal fatigue is besides the symptoms, uh, we check the cortisol level uh, throughout the, the day. So the cortisol level is supposed to look like a hockey stick. In the morning, you're supposed to be at your highest, and then there's a sharp drop, and then you stay low. You become lower as you go to bed. I I say this is kind of like a you know a cup full of cortisol is given to you, and then you sip 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 throughout the day. That's kind of like your source of energy, if you will. And then by the time you go to bed, your cup is empty, you, you sleep, the adrenal glands rest up, that's the key. If you can sleep, then your adrenal glands rest up and they get ready for the next day and produce cortisol for you. If you're up all night long, then that doesn't happen because your adrenal glands get up and they go back to sleep. They get up and go back to sleep. So they don't really get a good restful sleep. So they're exhausted in the morning and they cannot fill up your cup. So you start today with half a cup, which means that you're not going to be energetic again. Mm -hmm. There's different scenarios with that, but I'm just telling you about the general way that cortisol looks in, in a lot of patients. So what we do then is we feed into this condition by consuming more caffeine and consuming more sugars and possibly kind of making it worse by being in the middle of a chaos or, you know, more stressful situations. So it just gets worse and worse. I use the analogy of a little kid who comes to you and says, I'm hungry and you give him a handful of M&Ms. So he learns that habit and then he comes back two hours later and he wants more M&Ms and you keep repeating this. And by the time you're you know, it's the end of the day, he's had a ton of M&Ms and he's bounced off the wall and crashed multiple times. Right. So we do that. We've seen this, right? We, we, we do this in our diets where we'll wake up in the morning and we'll want, we'll crave caffeine. Our, our brains are foggy until we drink it yep. or, or consume it in some way. We have that two o'clock, you know, kind of lull in the day and then we, you know, we're craving sugar. And so we'll take sugar. In, in the mental system, we talk a lot about lifestyle modifications to manage our symptoms. And we go through a sugar cleanse that 
is very hard for, for many of the ladies. We talk a lot about how because we're constantly bombarded with sugar, our pancreases never rest and then we end up with, with insulin resistance. Now, what is the link, do you think, between insulin resistance and adrenal fatigue? Well, it has to do with uh, the cortisol production too. It, it becomes very technical, but essentially we do see insulin resistance especially in people who have cortisol problems, dysregulation. So their cortisol is high when it's not supposed to be and low when it's supposed to be normal. So there's definitely a link. And one of the things that I do, you know, when, when it comes to adrenal fatigue, you mentioned about supplements that you were taking. Uh, but the first step in treating adrenal fatigue is, first of all, you recognize the stress uh, or the stresses that are contributing to your condition. You try to eliminate or avoid it as much as possible. But because we can't really live a very uh, stress-free life, we have to learn to deal with stress. And the, the things that I usually tell my patients to do is do de-stressing activities. Mindful meditation is very important several times a day. So you want to remind your adrenal glands, hey, you know what? Calm down. It's okay. You don't need to be producing a ton of cortisol right now, you need to calm down. And then we talk about lifestyle modifications such as, you know, caffeine and sugar only. And only after you do those three steps, then you go to supplements because supplements alone will not work for you. So if- Okay, wait, wait, before, before we sugar, move on, before we yeah. move on, I want to, I want to stress this. Okay. Okay. You're, tell, you're saying that there is no magic pill that will that will make I mean, I mean adrenal fatigue go away. That's what you're saying, right? No, absolutely. No magic pill. And I'm a pharmacist and yeah. I'm a pill pusher, supposedly, but <laughs> I always tell patients, I'm like, do not, do not start these supplements unless if you understand the three steps that I just explained to you. Right. And Make sure you can commit to it. It's really important because I've done it myself. I'm, I'm guilty. You know, many, many years ago, I used to have my own little pharmacy. And what happened is I was working many hours and I had two small children. And I was that perfect picture person. Uh, but essentially, one day, um, I got a severe stomach ache and I got, I got bowel obstruction. I was in the hospital for two weeks. Did you and, have an operation? Um, no, because I knew okay. the surgeon. That was, that was the key. <laughs> and he was so good. He says, you know, they keep asking me to cut you open, but I really don't know what I'm going after. So let's just hold off, Charizard. I'm like, thank you, Dr. Cooper, wherever you are. Thank you for not cutting me open. But essentially what happened is, you know, after two weeks of being in the hospital and they, they gave me the wrong diagnosis of Crohn's, I was on... 13 pills a day for five months. And I finally said, enough is enough. I need a biopsy. I need a definite diagnosis. Um, they did a um, biopsy and they said, no, you don't have Crohn's. I said, what was it? They, they couldn't tell. So I had to do a lot of soul searching. But before I did that, of course, you know, I was in a rush to get things going. So I'm like, oh, you know, Dr. Wilson said that. So I'm going to start taking all these supplements and it's going to cure me. Well, not so fast. Five months later, hundreds of dollars later, I was in the same place as I was before. I did it. So I have a test before and then after. So this is, this is a really, really good lesson 
because I think that maybe because of the way the medical industrial complex is in America, specifically in America, I mean, we have podcast listeners all over the world, but specifically in America, it's almost like we've trained people to look for a magic pill. And here you are a pharmacist looking for a magic pill, taking all the supplements. And, and that's where supplementation can be really dangerous because of drug-drug interactions or because of you know, drug-supplement interactions or because of supplement-supplement inter interactions. Mm -hmm. And taking all these things and trying to do something in informed for yourself and then not having any results and not having any results because you never took care of the root. Exactly. Right? And exactly. and that's and that's the that's the biggest that's the biggest lesson here is that you know you can take all the pills you want and you can take the pills, potions and powders, but if you don't address the root of the problem, and in this case we're talking about adrenal fatigue, which is primarily some you know stress related, what kind of stresses are going on in your life, if you don't actually take the time to sit down and look at that and say, okay, what is my body trying to tell me with this pain in this area? Or what is, why, why do I have all this inflammation? And why do I have enough inflammation to cause a bowel obstruction? What am I putting into my body that is causing this? And these are, the, these are the questions we have to really ask ourselves. And that's where mindfulness comes in. And that's where a spiritual practice comes in. And that's where mm -hmm. understanding that there's a lot more to it than just, you know, what, we can learn in the ivory tower. Yeah. And everybody knows their own situation best. Again, on the surface, we may all, um, you know, look at, look at things differently, but I know what really stresses me out. You know, if I was working, which I was 70 hours a week and managing two little kids and, you know, my husband and my life and trying to, to look my best and be this super mom, you know what? Something's got to give. One day something's got to give. And it did, you know, just on the, on the night that my, my in-laws were going to take care of the kids so we could go out for a nice dinner. You know, I got that stomach upset and I was in denial. You know, you, you, you get stomach pain. You're like, no, 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 I can do this. I can do this. I can still go out on a date with my husband because, you know, that's what it's supposed to be. I haven't been out on a date for two months. You know, it's like, no, give your body a break. If, if that's what you need, take a break. It's mm -hmm. okay. So do a lot of soul searching. Basically what it comes down to, uh, pay attention to your bodies, pay attention to your surroundings. Who is, what is your sick dog? You know? Uh, that's, that's really what it comes down to, you know, is it your business? Is it your, your family relationships? Is it, uh, because you are going to boot camp and really stressing your body out when your body just can't handle it, you know? So you have to learn your lessons and then you have to talk to someone who knows about all those interactions and guides you. And that's why I've been doing the adrenal fatigue. So you have to kind of learn about your body. You have to know about your, your own stresses. And then, you know, you have to talk to someone who actually knows about drug interactions, supplement interactions. Just the other day, I think it was yesterday, I did a consult. And um, as I was talking to this lady, I discovered that her platelet count was low. So initially, you know, I was thinking, okay, she has a lot of inflammation. Maybe I should recommend curcumin for her. You know, curcumin is that turmeric supplement that we're all using as an antioxidant and for pain and inflammation. Well, it turned out that her platelet count was low. So it takes someone who knows those things to tell you, no, 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 you're not supposed to be on curcumin because it lowers your platelet count and you may actually have a bleeding problem. So 
what I'm telling you is basically you need to work with someone who actually knows, or if they don't know, they're able to go look it up and find the right answer. Well, that's that's really important. And so so I've had I've had these patients and these customers, you know, who just take a handful of supplements every day without really knowing. And that's where I think it's so important for us to pay attention and work with with somebody who's trained in integrative medicine. Because with without knowing those things, we could do harm unwittingly. Absolutely, I, I worry about um, those cases. That's why you know, with any consultation that I do, whether it's for hormones or adrenal fatigue, I ask patients to bring in their supplements. And now I've even added uh, a consultation just to go over your supplements because mm-hmm. there is so much. So I usually ask people send me pictures of the front and the back of your supplements before the appointment because I need to do some investigation. There are things that might be hidden. You never know. Sometimes people have brought me pills, actual pills, and they're like, well, does this interact with my blood pressure medicine? I'm like, well, this is just like a fish oil and I can't really tell what's in it exactly. Or it's a multivitamin. That's like when the person says, oh, I'm taking this little blue pill. I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, okay. I I don't know what pills look like. I just know the names. (laughs) I know. So I tell them, take pictures of the front and the back of the supplements, send it to me. And I do a lot of work on it. There's a lot of work that goes behind it, especially with supplements, herbal products. There there can be so much drug interactions or interactions with diseases. So you, again, you have to, and that's why I'm always shocked when I see all these supplements on the shelves of regular stores being sold as over-the-counter products. I'm like, Oh my gosh. I mean, people could really harm themselves. It's surprising that we don't see more people having issues and maybe we just don't hear about them because, because of the way the media handles news. I mean, I don't know. What can somebody do? I mean, let's say, let's say that I've, I've, you know, I'm, I'm taking baths every day and I'm, I'm exercising, but I'm not ex- over-exercising. You know, my HRV is in a normal range for my, my age, things like that. Right. But I'm still, you know, I'm not able to shift my weight and, you know, my thyroid is corrected. All those things, I mean, what, and I'm sleeping. So what, what's, what's the next step? And you are sleeping? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Good for you. Usually that's <laughs> not the case, but yeah. You know, a good step would be to check the cortisol levels um, four times in a given day. And the reason we do saliva testing is because four times in a given day for a blood draw is just not really practical. Uh, you have to go in the morning, uh, maybe around noon in the afternoon, and then before you go to bed. So you can't really find a lab that's open Uh, until that late plus the fact that you have to get up and drive to the lab that you know late at night it may actually increase your stress and your cortisol level that's why we like the saliva test for for cortisol i usually don't really do much saliva testing except for adrenal fatigue and then um, dhea sulfate is the other uh, component that uh, is very non-specific but in extreme cases it could actually be very low um, so once you have that, then you can see the pattern and start correcting it. But essentially, uh, what it comes down to is one thing that I want you to know and your audience to know is that this is not a quick fix. We're talking about months of treating your adrenal glands and being good to yourself and continuing to be good to yourself until things shift and get better. And believe me, 
if you are not careful, you're going to go right back to where you started or even worse. That would you, be my advice. Are you saying that, that in order to really successfully treat adrenal fatigue, that a lifestyle change is really in order? Absolutely. It's not something that I could just say, okay, for the next two weeks or even two months, follow these instructions and you should be fine. No. It, on average, it takes about four to six months. Depending on how bad you are, right? So, I mean, I just want to. I just want to address that because it's really funny. You know, we have the minnow system, and the minnow system is a one-year experience. And the reason it's a one-year experience is because behavior change takes time. You know, making a lifestyle shift. You know, we're talking about ways to manage menopause, and we talk about we talk about supplements and things like that. But the main thing is like how to do it naturally, right? That's that's what we're all about here at the menopause movement. Where let's let's end the suffering that and the silence that has anything to do with menopause and 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 life really, and let's and let's move forward. But it's a long game. It's it's we have to get get away from the instant gratification of the fast food society. If we can't, if we can't just say, okay, you know, consistency, what, what does it look like when I do this one thing every single day? And the results that come from doing this one little thing every single Mm day. And that's, I think the difference. And that's where we start to see the massive changes. So it's not like, it's it's like success. You, know, you talk about success. You know. Success is well, it yeah. looks like it's overnight. And for for a lot of people, it's like he's an overnight success. But but what has happened over the last ten years has been you know all of these consistent little things that have led somebody to have the success. It's like you know you don't lose a hundred pounds in a day or a week or a month. You lose a hundred pounds by consistently changing your behavior and making conscious choices at those points where life happens. If I may add to what you just said, a lot of the changes that you would make in your life to address adrenal fatigue will help your menopausal symptoms. Of course. Yeah. Very important because we know uh, the triggers for, let's say, hot flashes and night sweats are usually too much caffeine, alcohol, sugar, stress, um, dairy. So if you address that part of it, it will help your menopausal symptoms too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. They go hand in hand. And that's why I, I got thrown into adrenal fatigue because I could not separate out adrenal fatigue from menopause. They're very much connected to each other. Sure. Yeah, no, that's that's really good. And so some mindfulness techniques, some thought management techniques, some meditation, you know, sleeping, you know, having a good sleep routine, those things are all going to help when it comes to adrenal fatigue. But let's say we've done all those things, then, you know, we have, we have supplementation that can help us, right? So what, what are our supplements? Okay. (laughs) So um, when it comes to supplements, you have to be extremely careful, please. If you don't take anything else away from this session, I want you to remember when it comes to supplements for adrenal fatigue, you have to be extremely careful because if you use the wrong supplement, it could definitely backfire, raise your blood pressure and cause more harm to you than it's worth. So you have to look at the the ingredients. And again, we come back to the same thing. Okay, what do I take? You know, it depends on you and your, your particular situation. But essentially, we talk about adaptogens. Adaptogens are herbal products that help our bodies handle stress um, in a healthier way. 
Okay. So essentially they kind of keep us more even. They don't allow your cortisol to go really high or really low. Well, guess what? Some of the adaptogens, if you're not careful, may have what we call glandulars. Glandulars is essentially, are essentially the adrenal glands themselves that are desiccated. Essentially they, they dry them up, they make them into powder and they put some back in the capsule. And when they do that, then they're giving you some, you know, a, a, a pig's or a cow's adrenal gland, mm-hmm. which could really mess up with your own adrenal glands and what you know the the chemicals that you're supposed to be producing so it could have extra cortisol in it or it could have dhea that you you may not need for those reasons i say you have to be very particular about um, adaptogens the other thing is uh, a good b complex is always 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 a good idea to support your adrenal glands the third thing is a good vitamin c is very important believe it or not The highest concentration of vitamin C in your body is actually in your adrenal glands. And all it takes is a stressful two weeks that would deplete your body from vitamin C. So very important to take the vitamin C. And for those of you who have sensitive stomachs, I recommend buffered vitamin C, which is not acidic, does not cause the acid problem. That's great. A good B-complex, vitamin C, and adaptogens, those are my three go-tos. Now, in certain cases, I may do a little bit more or a little bit less, but that's the the skeleton of adrenal fatigue support. So is improvement on this, is it it subjective then? So when, when they start taking the supplements and they start making some of these lifestyle modifications, is it that, that they start to feel better, but they don't even notice it? Like what happens when somebody stops sugar out of their life? Well, uh, yes, it is somewhat subjective, but also uh, we can actually redo that cortisol test after a few months to mm-hmm. see if there's been an improvement in their cortisol levels. And and going back to what I went through, I did the supplements for four and a half, almost five months. And then I redid my cortisol test and there was no change. And that's when it finally hit me. I'm like, okay, this is not going to work unless if I change my lifestyle, the, the cure is not in the pill. Even as you know me, because this happened to me 20, God, I think it was about 20 years ago. So at that time, I didn't have all the experience that I have now. So I learned firsthand that supplements alone were not going to work. And that's the way we could measure your cortisol, the diurnal cortisol, and see your pattern changing. But most importantly, what's really important is how you feel. Are you sleeping any better? Do you have an easier time losing weight? Do you feel more energetic? How are you handling stress? That's another thing because... When you have adrenal fatigue, you cannot handle stress as well as you know you used to or everybody else who doesn't have adrenal fatigue to your extent does. So uh, there's both objective and subjective. So how do we know the difference though between adrenal fatigue and menopause symptoms? Because what happens for we poor women going through menopause and you know we start not recognizing ourselves and we're snapping at the the drop of a hat and crying at commercials and and you know, all of these things, uh, not feeling like ourselves or feeling like an alien is beamed down and taking control of our bodies. What, how do we know whether it's menopause or adrenal fatigue or do they kind of go hand in hand all the time? They go hand in hand uh, pretty much all the time. But again, my specialty, my first specialty has been hormones and menopause. So I usually try to take care of menopausal symptoms, the obvious things uh, first. 
And then I tackle adrenal fatigue. Got it. Um, So I like a step-by-step approach because then I can tell, okay, how much improvement did we see by doing these things and what else do we need to address? So I like that uh, the best approach to change anything is to do a step-by-step approach. And the reason I like that is because we can really monitor. I mean, I'm a data, I, I really like data, right? And so when when you add X and Y and Z and A and B and C all at once, you, you don't know which thing is actually making the difference. But when you add one thing for one month or one year or something, and then, you know, really keep pay attention to how you're feeling, then you really do know. And I think that's so important because as a woman in menopause, I mean, what we want is a solution. We want it now. And so we're going to do as many things as we can to, you know, to try and make, make that go away. I mean, this, this suffering that goes away and that, that we want to make the suffering go away in menopause, but we have to be methodical about it because if we're not methodical about it, we're not going to get results. We're just going to end up feeling worse. Right. You could uh, overdo it or you could do things that are not necessary. I mean, if, if, uh, so for example, when I talk to my patients and they say, well, I cannot sleep at night. My first question is, okay, tell me about your sleep. Do you fall asleep? Okay. And do you wake up in the middle of the night? What wakes you up? Do you have to go get up, go to the bathroom multiple times? Or is it because you're having hot flashes and night sweats? That's what's waking you up. Sometimes it's none of the above. It's because their husband snores. So it has nothing to do with them, you know, but in general, you have to kind of figure out, okay, what is causing the problem? And not everybody who cannot sleep needs a sleeping pill or needs, you know, hormones, whatever. So you have to kind of figure it out first before you address the issue. That's great. Well, was there anything else you wanted to talk about today? When it comes to adrenal fatigue? I think, you know, I just want the um, ladies out there not to get discouraged when they talk to their uh, regular healthcare provider and they look at you like there's no such thing. I don't want you to get discouraged. There is help out there. There's a lot of resources. Um, again, Dr. James Wilson's book is wonderful. You know, if, if you can't find, or if your regular provider is not familiar with adrenal fatigue, uh, don't give up. Try to find someone who is, who's more in, into integrative medicine uh, as opposed to just regular Western medicine. With integrative medicine, basically what we're dealing with is we're taking the best of both worlds, you know, Western medicine and Eastern medicine and combining them. Yeah. So do take advantage of that. And more and more that's becoming, you know, such a common thing that, you know, a lot of doctors are becoming open to it. Uh, push for your rights, basically. Don't feel so miserable. I love that. So where can people find you? They can um, see me on fabuvag.com, F-A-B-U-V-A-G, or they can email me, Dr. S. Green Rx at Outlook.com. That's D-R-S Green Rx at Outlook.com. Great. All right. Well, thanks so much for being a part of the menopause movement yet again. We always enjoy having you on the podcast. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Did you know that menopause is not a medical condition? Most doctors don't know this either. I like to say that menopause is the privilege of a long life. And to really take hold of our lives in menopause, we have to unlearn what society and the medical establishment has told us about menopause. This is why I've created this brand new course called Understanding Your Hormones and Managing Your Menopause. 
I want to show you how you can get on top of your menopause right now so that you can start to see it as the best time of your life. Now, this course is valued at $500 and is in the beta testing phase. And we're currently accepting applications for women to test it out for us at no charge in exchange for feedback and testimonials. But the best part is because you're a podcast listener, you can bypass the application process and go straight to the front of the line. To register right now, simply visit menopausemovement.com forward slash hormones, and we can get started together right now. Remember, you can get started right now at no charge to you in exchange for feedback and testimonials when you go to menopausemovement.com forward slash hormones, and I'll see you inside the course. Thanks so much for being a part of the menopause movement. 